One, two, one, two, one, two. Right. I think we're all we're all done. What I'm going to share today with you, I think, is something very, very important. Everything's important in the scripture, but this is particularly important. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Good. Just check in. I th there's there's themes in in the Bible which run right through it from beginning to end and it's good that we're able to see them and recognize why they're there the significance of them and what I want to share today is something I consider very significant and we're going to be looking at creation and new creation so we're going to start at the 31st verse in the Bible and we're just going to read that verse and then we're going to move on to other verses I have several verses and when I find this first verse which I just have so just this one verse for now. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the original, that word heaven would have been plural. The heavens and the earth. Okay, just bear that in mind because I've got a little test for you today. And I want you... To note certain words and phrases that we'll read. And I'm going to give them to you now. You don't need to write them down unless you want to. The words are God, create, heaven and earth or heavens and earth, behold, new, all things and passed away. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, which is a perfect number. Or the perfect number. So you've got seven I go repeat them backwards. Look for these phrases or words passed away, all things, new, behold, heaven and earth or heavens and earth, create and God. Now of course the word God we'll find in the Bible repeatedly, obviously, because it's his written word. So what I want to do now, I want to go into Matthew's Gospel in chapter 24. So right at the beginning of the New Testament, in chapter 24 of Matthew, And we want to look at verse 35. Bear in mind what we just read in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So now in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35... 
we read heaven and earth shall pass away now what were the words I asked you to look for God create heavens and earth behold knew all things passed away or in this case pass away but my words shall not pass away I just want that one verse there for now and we might come back to that so what I want you to do now is to go into Isaiah which is in the middle of the Bible more or less and we're going to look at two verses chapter 65 of Isaiah and verse 17 Chapter 65 and verse 17. Bearing in mind the two verses you've already read, God in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and we just said, read in Matthew, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So here, in the Old Testament, through the prophet Isaiah the Lord said and don't forget the words we're looking for for behold I create new heavens and new earth and the former shall not be remembered nor come to mind now pop over into the next chapter which is 66 and look at verse 22 This is the last chapter in the book of Isaiah. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. That's all I want us to read. So this new heavens is going to remain. Is that right? That's what he says. Shall, as the new heavens and new earth which I make shall remain before me. So they're not going to pass away. Do you see what we're, what we're looking at here? So we're going to make a big jump now. So we started in, in the beginning, the very beginning, Genesis chapter 1. So now we're going right to the end. And I said, Themes run right through the Bible. So we're going into the book of Revelation and the last but one chapter, which is chapter 21 of the book of Revelation. I'm going to read a few verses here. So starting with verse 1 of chapter 21 of the book of Revelation and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first 
earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and I will dwell with them, and they sh shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are faithful and true. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. We'll stop just there. So what have we noted so far? Those words, repeatedly, we've come across these words. The word God, create, heaven and earth, behold, knew all things, and pass away. All those words have been in the scriptures we've read. Everyone. So if you were an observant person, you could tell me where they were now, couldn't you? <laughs> but I won't test you on that. So what I'm going to do now, having read all those, we're going to go into the New Testament and into the epistle of Paul to the Corinthians, his second epistle, or second letter to the church at Corinth, to Corinthians, and we're going into chapter 5. And I want you to think of the words that I've given to remember. And in verse 17 of chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, we read this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That word can also be translated and probably would be better translated, creation. Therefore, if any man or anyone be in Christ, he or they new, are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things out of God. I'm going to stop there because then it runs into something else, which is a topic I don't really want to talk about. Though all these things are linked together and can't really be separated, but when you've only got so many minutes to talk about something, you're limited to what you can say. Now, I want you to go back again into Genesis. How about that then, eh? Back into Genesis... And this time in chapter 6. six. Chapter 6. Now we read earlier, God created the heavens and the earth. 
and we know that he made them in six days. He didn't make them in seven days, he made them in six days. And the seventh day he rested. So at the beginning of chapter 6, we read these words. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. And they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. I just want to say that was the limit God had set on people's lives at that time. Before they lived for hundreds and hundreds of years. You can read about it earlier in, in, in the book of Genesis. And after the flood, which I'm going to mention very briefly, after the flood, men, men's life was restricted to 70 years on average. So it's called three score and ten. And that's what uh, the Lord says when Noah and his family had come out of the ark. Anyway, reading on. So, 120 years, there were giants, verse 4, in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created, and forget the words that I mentioned, from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And I don't read, need to read any more because you know what happened with Noah and his family. But God came to the place because of, in his heart, because of the wickedness of men and that the thoughts of their heart were only evil continually. He thought, I wish I'd never made you. Repented. That's what it means. He changed his mind. And not only so, he was grieved at his heart. God was grieved in his heart, we'd say, wouldn't we? He says it, at his heart. Grieved. God was grieved because of the wickedness of men. And we know how that came into the world, disobedience of Eve and Adam. And so sin passed upon all men, and we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, as we read in Romans. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. 
So that God which God created, he was now going to destroy. And you know that everything was wiped out apart from Noah and his family. This is a, a picture, without going into too much detail, of new creation. The old creation on the earth was removed and so Noah who was, and his family who were born up above the floods in the ark came out and everything that they saw was new. There was new life, there was new things growing and all this that which was sinful was destroyed. I don't want to dwell on that, we could spend a lot of time on that and it is very worthwhile um, looking into that, very profitable. But I want to really concentrate on this word in 2 Corinthians 17 which you probably moved away from but it doesn't matter because we can soon find it again. Bearing in mind everything that's been said in relation to those words which we have been given there's a little phrase here in verse 17 if you're back into chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 17. Now it says here, if anyone, the word man, doesn't, it's not a masculine thing necessarily, it's anyone. If anyone be in Christ, or is in Christ, whoever, you know, it all means the same, I'm just trying to explain it. He says something there, they're a new creation. They're a new creation. Because unless they're a new creation, they cannot inhabit the new heaven and the new earth. We read in Revelation that God was going to create a new heaven and a new earth. We also saw in Isaiah 65 and 66 that I will make a new heaven and a new earth and it shall remain. So this new heaven and new earth is not going to pass away. But the current earth that we're in and the current heavens that we dwell under will pass away. Jesus said, and we read it in Matthew 24, heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall not pass away so everything like with Noah and the flood everything was destroyed below the water and so this whole old creation that we dwell in now will be destroyed and if you want to go into chapters and make it a little bit more graphic you can look into Peter's uh, epistle, one of his epistles where he says the very elements will melt. 
Noah, the world, in Noah's time, was like it was baptised with water, wasn't it really? Because it was whole covered with water. And when someone is baptised, they go under the water. Then they come up. In fact, if you go into Peter, again, he says that is a, a figure of what baptism is. It represents what true baptism is. They went under the water and everything of the old was destroyed. And coming up was new. And that's what we're talking about here in Corinthians. He is or they are a new creature. And how do we know? Because all things are passed away. There's that word, pass. All things are passed away. And then we see this other word which I mentioned, I wanted us to, to recall. Behold, all things are become new. And if we had the time, I'd go over all the scriptures again and you can see again and again those words being repeated. Behold, new heavens and a new earth. In Isaiah, that's what we read. Behold, I'm going to turn back to it, just to clarify that. You don't need to do that. I'm going to go back when I find Isaiah. I don't know where he's gone. He's probably having his lunch. Isaiah 65. <clears throat> Verse 17 of Isaiah 65, I say you don't need to turn to it, but we read this, For behold, it's no coincidence that God keeps using the same words through his prophets. Behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered. So we find then in Revelation chapter 21 you don't have to keep turning but you can if you want to I will not complain because it's good to be diligent and so he that sat upon the throne says in verse uh, where are we now in verse 5 behold I make all things new and further up he says I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first or the former were passed away behold so you know what that word behold means to look intently at to look intently at that's my description of what I believe the word means and I find that when I go to the dictionary I'm not far off because the words are words and they, they have a Special, I don't know, they grip me words. And they sort of supply their own meaning without necessarily going to a dictionary. But that's the way I, I think. So in 2 Corinthians, and we'll stay here now, you'll be glad to know. We'll stay in 2 Corinthians and in chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where we were, in verse, you need to, you know, have a few more fingers. Yeah. 
And what do we see? Behold, verse 17. Behold all things. It doesn't say some things. It also says, all things have passed away. Because there's a new creation. And I want to say quite specifically that if anyone is in Christ, I'm repeating what Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. They are a new creation. And this is how we know they're a new creation because old things are passed away. And behold, so when you see someone or when you feel in, in no, behold yourself, you know that all things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. As I say, not some things, but all things. Just as the old heaven and the old earth will pass away, so the new creature who is in Christ, and there's only new creatures in Christ, there's no old creatures in Christ, there's no former things in Christ, there's no past things in Christ, they're all new. And that's how we know if we're in him. And he goes on to say in the next verse, and all things are of God. All things are of God. And now I just want to finish really with, with these few thoughts, statements rather. We cannot inhabit the new earth and the new heaven unless in this life we have become new creatures. Because in the new earth and the new heaven, there is nothing of the former things. There's nothing of the old. I make a new heaven, a new earth. And what the reason, one of the reasons Jesus Christ came was to create a new generation of new creatures who do not have a bias towards sin, who do not follow the ways of the world, who do not follow their own imaginations, which are only evil continually, because Jesus said, as the days of Noah were, so shall the days be before the coming of the Son of Man, when Jesus returns. And if you look out on the world today, you will see that this world is just as wicked, if not worse, as it was in the days of Noah, that the thoughts and intents of people's hearts are only wicked continuously. That is a fact. So we need to ensure that we've transacted with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, believed on him, and we've come into that, what Jesus said to Nicodemus about entering into the kingdom of heaven. You must be born again.
And when you're born again, you obviously become a new creature. Because if you're born again, you're not the old creature, are you? It's common sense, really, isn't it? And that's why we must, must. In fact, that's what the Apostle said, didn't he? There is no other name given to men under heaven. I'll, I'll read it to you and we'll close with this in a moment. In the Acts of the Apostles. As I say, you don't, ooh, look at that. You don't need to turn to it, but... chapter 4 it's after Peter and John were taken before the Sanhedrin and beaten for healing a man on the Sabbath day Bear with me while I find it. It's definitely in chapter 4. Unless they've moved it, of course. Which I doubt. So here we go, here we go, I'll find it now. So, verse 12 of chapter 4, talking about Jesus. You'd already mentioned Jesus of Nazareth in chapter 10. So, let's read from chapter 10 then. Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, does this man stand here before you whole? This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It is not an option only in as much that if we reject that option obviously so it is an option then isn't it but what I'm saying if we want to inhabit the new earth and the new heaven it's not an option it's a very serious matter we must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ we must allow him to work in our life in such a way through believing in him because that's the only way with faith in his name that the operation of God in our life changes us from the inside through his spirit and makes us a new creation. And I believe from my own experience and my own reading of the Bible that is an instantaneous thing. As soon as a person truly believes, they will be born of the Spirit and filled with the Holy Spirit and then they become a new creation. So that when 
you know, Jesus said that I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he, he dies, yet he shall live. He's talking about the new creation, because he goes on to say that I will raise him up at the last day, and the last day is when he returns. The re those who are in Christ will be resurrected into the new heavens and the new earth. And those who have not known new creation in themselves because they're not in Christ, they will perish forever. It's very clear. Very clear. It's all there. And all we have to do is read it and all we have to do is believe it. So we do have that option. We do have that choice. I'm going to pray now and then we're going to sing something else. Father, we thank you for your word that it's true and faithful. That you are the creator. You created the heavens and the earth. Though men in themselves might deny it, it doesn't alter the fact that you've done it and everything exists now by the word of your power because men have no control over the heavens and they think they have control of the earth but they don't you're the one who created them and they've corrupted them because of sin and Lord you will Bring about a new heavens and a new earth and this one will be removed out of the way. And you've given us the opportunity to believe in Jesus Christ so that we ourselves may be new creations. Help us, Lord, to receive your word in our hearts and to believe on it, Lord. So we commit our souls to you, Lord, for the days ahead. And we thank you, Lord, for every opportunity of hearing the truth as it is in Jesus. Amen. Would you like to sing anything? In specific